Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got two guys from an organization called Hunts for Heroes, and they invited me to Texas on hog hunt with them. I've been hanging out with them for several days now, and it has been awesome, but I'm pumped to get you guys introduced to Jordan and Justin from Hunts for Heroes to hear all about what the organization has in store for the future, what we're doing down in Texas, and to just share some more information with you. So, I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's been a blast hanging out with them. It's been awesome hunting, even though it's been tough. Man, Texas hog hunting. I I was thinking we'd have like 150 hogs dead by now, but it's been a little bit tough, although it's been very enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to the next couple of days. So let's jump into this one. Here we go. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I'm joined by Jordan and Justin. And these guys invited me down to Texas for a hog hunt. And they are with the organization Hunts for Heroes. We have been putting on miles today. And we're feeling it for sure. But welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Thank yeah. Um, Justin, why don't you start and just share a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into hunting, your history with the military, all that. All right. So I started hunting when I was a wee little lad. And I've uh, been hunting ever since. And I did 10 years in the uh, U.S. Army Cavalry. I uh, served in uh, Kosovo, Egypt, Iraq, and did a small stint in Afghanistan. All right. What about you, Jordan? Well, uh, like Justin said, I I was a wee little lad when I started. Dad used to take me out and uh, did that. And then I'm also, I was in the fire service for at least almost 10 years and rescue and now canine. So it's been a busy road and hunting has been my thing so yeah what what about this trip because jordan you you got a hold of me a long time ago and you're like dude come come down on this hog hunt what uh what is this trip meant for uh well this this trip me and justin really sat down and decided to uh, we love hunting and uh we wanted to take people hunting so this this trip's really meant a lot uh, I believe last year we we actually renamed it the Scott Tober uh, Hog Hunt Annual Hog Hunt. Um, a gentleman that's with this organization um, we about lost him in a motorcycle accident. So it's been it's it's been an awesome time to get these guys out here and take the veterans first responders hunting. It, like you said, it, it's it's been a long truck today. So and a lot of people underestimate out here. And uh, but this is it's been dear to my heart to be out here and take these guys hunting because I love to serve people and help them. And 
give them something to look forward to. Get them out in the woods and get them hunting instead of just sitting at home and not doing really anything. So keeps yeah. their mind occupied. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how long, I mean, is this like the only trip you guys do each year or what, what all do you guys do? We've been working on other trips and last deer season we did a whitetail deer hunt in Kentucky and uh, that was the first year so we were expecting low numbers and that's what we had but we're going to kick it off again this uh, deer season and hopefully the numbers kick back up. Yeah, so you guys, I mean, your, your whole heart behind the organization is to get first responders and service members mm-hmm. out here hunting. Oh, yeah. Just connecting oh, yeah. and building community. Yeah. That, that's super awesome. I mean, I'll tell you this. <laughs> that first hog we saw today, <laughs> I was like, man, I feel like I'm part of a SWAT. Well, I felt like I was the medic that tails up behind the SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that hog, and all of a sudden, you guys were like, rifle to the shoulder i mean (laughs) billy like swept out to the right to get a better angle on it and i was just i didn't even pull my gun up i was just reaching for my phone i'm like this is one of the coolest things i've ever done i feel like part of a team right now it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to get out there yeah this this area is pretty sweet i mean definitely definitely not what i was expecting for texas uh the amount of ducks and deer has been crazy. We've heard coyotes and turkeys, and I mean, even last night. You did you guys both hear the coyote? In oh, he was yeah. right up yeah, against the tents. Yeah, I I was sleeping in the bed of my truck, so I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I woke <laughs> up and they're like, "There's a coyote right in camp." Yeah, yeah. We uh, we got this cool camp set up. And what's the name of this this public use area? So it's uh, Richland Creek uh, WMA. So it's in. It's outside of Fairfield, Texas. Okay. Yeah, everybody was asking me leading up to it, and I'm like, dude, I have no idea. (laughs) They're going to drop a pin. I'm going to (laughs) just maybe have to thumb it through Texas if my truck breaks down, but I'll get there one way or another. (laughs) You guys, uh, I guess we should have gone over this a little bit. You guys are from Kentucky, right? Yes, from Kentucky. Both born and raised there? No. No? I'm born and raised in Houston, and then in 2010, I got stationed in Fort Knox, and I've been in Kentucky ever since. Yeah, what's that like? I mean, what's hunting like in Kentucky? Cold. <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different environment. So it's similar to the same terrain here. So it's kind of vantage. We're coming from Kentucky, and we're going right back in the same terrain. But I see it's a lot harder up there in Kentucky than down here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're pressuring them hard in Kentucky, especially the deer. Um, so it's more of sitting and waiting. Like today we saw 30 deer, and they didn't mind us being there. Back home, it's you may just may see one, and that's it for that whole day. It looks like you guys get some big, big deer in Kentucky, though. Like oh, that's yeah. not yeah. a spot that I would have ever pegged as a big deer yeah. state. A lot up in Muhlenberg County, they get their big deer, stuff up there. Um, Marshall, where we're at, in Paducah, we've got some big deer. It's just finding them. Yeah. They, they know where they're, where they're staying at out there, and uh, they'll stay in that one spot. They ain't, they ain't going to move out of that spot to get, get in the open. 
Yeah, the that's one thing I figured Texas like we heard we heard one of the neighbors he must have just been having fun, but we heard full auto weapons tonight when we were yeah, hiking yeah. around. And I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> this is a war zone. We ran into a ton of different people out here, but I thought for sure the deer would just hightail it as soon as we saw them, and they we could have. We could have had like four truck beds full of deer today. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's been it's been nuts. Justin, what a what what's the heart behind Hunts for Heroes? Like, what? Why did why did you get it started, and what does it mean to you? So I have PTSD, and uh, I've been suicidal in the past, and it took me a while to get back into my normal self. And so I love to hunt and fish, and that's what I started to do. And I realized that it was helping me. It was helping me get through everything. On my bad days, I'd just go out in the woods and I'd have, you know, turn everything around. And uh, Jordan was pretty much in the same boat. And we kind of sat down one day at the fire station and we kind of planned it all out and put it to life. And we've been going strong for, what, four or five years? Yeah, we started in 17. And 2018 was our first hunt down here. And then we came in 19, and then, of course, COVID hit, and we had to shut it down for two years. So, yeah, we've been going strong for a good little while. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is an awesome trip. And, like, the group of guys has been so cool. (laughs) I I showed up, and I was late to the party. Everybody else was here for a little bit. But I walked up, and it was just like I was hunting with my buddies right right out of the gate. So that was pretty sweet. Did you guys meet in the fire station? Me and Jordan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually met on the rescue squad. Yeah. And uh, then he was already a firefighter, and I was just on the rescue squad. And that's when I switched over to the fire department, and then he came over to my fire department, and we're pretty much inseparable at home. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, hearing you two talk, I would have thought you had a crush on each other. A couple <laughs> times. My uh, my wife calls Jordan my boyfriend. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we haven't been that far away from each other. So, um, like I said, I kind of I kind of winged them towards the fire department. I was like, "Hey, man, it's great. Let's do it. Come on over here and get it done." And uh, I said, "We're not running that many calls over there. You can run fire." And then, of course, like you said, I, I came over there to fire, and it was like, okay, my brother's over here. It's great. So we spent, like, multiple days yeah, just staying together, and that's when all this came up. Because we would go deer hunting. When we first met in rescue, we started deer hunting together. So it was, it was great. Um, we had some good times, some <laughs> funny times and everything. So, um, but, yeah, it's uh, we started this in seventeen, so it's been it's been a it's been a up and down roller coaster. So yeah, it grew fast. Yeah. The organization grew like our first year. We hit two three hundred members. That's awesome. And I think we're sitting at like five hundred and something right now. Jeez. I mean, it took off quick. Yeah, a lot quicker than we could keep up with. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing concept dealing dealing with service members and. Um, and first responders, like I know you guys go through a ton of stuff. And I've found in my own life, there's not a whole lot of things that will break down walls for people 
like getting out in the woods together and just having that time. You know, you get comfortable around one another. And I've got one of my close friends. Uh, he's done EMS and uh, a bunch of first res- responder stuff. And he's had some really tough times. And he said the same thing, man. I go out in the woods. He's like, that's where I go to clear my mind. I'll go sit in a deer stand. It doesn't matter if I see anything. Just something about being out there. Right. And oh, yeah. so that, I mean, that's amazing. But what uh, what's this trip look like in the past? I know you you kind of filled me in. Yeah. You didn't tell me exactly <laughs> what to expect today. I wanted to surprise you a little bit. So. Oh, you did. I, <laughs> I was like, you kept talking about like, uh, we're in a flood area and there's water and there could be gators. And I was like, what the heck? There could be gators out here. You're like rattlesnakes and cottonmouths. I'm like, you're trying to scare me off or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm thinking all this stuff. So I wear my lacrosse boots. I mean, they come all almost up to my knees. I didn't realize that we were going to be hiking like eight or nine <laughs> miles today. Those <laughs> boots are not meant to trek that far. <laughs> we. Yeah. We got in there though, and holy cow, man! There's some sign. The mud, though, that was oh, yeah. something I was expecting. Yeah, so it, it was it's pretty interesting because I've never been where we were, so it was new terrain for me. And to get, and I told Justin, I was like, he was like, I don't know if I'm gonna go there this morning. I was like, I'm going. I want to see what it is, and it was amazing back there, just to get back there and be so open. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> teasing you like. Oh, they're really close shots, and uh, we were in flooded. Two years we were in flooded. Yeah. Because we were trucking through, well, he trucked, Justin's trucked through. Uh, it was about waist-deep yeah, water, waist and we did water. it for about three miles. Jeez. It was it was rough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Of course, I'm going through, like, ankle, knee-high water. That's about it. But um, it was miserable those years, but it's still fun. So yeah. we still had a good time. And that first, in 19, it was we, that first day we killed like 15 hogs. And first cool, day? First day. First day. 15 Holy hogs. cow. So we're hanging. We get about to the fifth one. We're just like, no, the 10th one. And we go, oh, we're done. We can't cut anymore. And, of course, the camp, we, we'll give the meat away if we, we don't want it. So yeah. we brought it down to another camp, gave it to them, and – did a little exchange hogs yeah. for beer. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good exchange. Yeah. You're solving a lot of problems with one. Yeah, but it, skinning a deer, uh, deer compared to skinning a hog is a whole different ball game. Like you cannot do the same stuff as with skinning a hog that you do with a deer. I yep. tried it; it does not work. But yeah, it. I, I, I had to surprise you a little bit before you got down here. So I feel a lot more prepared for <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. I know I'm not wearing those boots again. Yeah. I'm wearing my hiking boots and my hunting boots that I normally wear and not taking nearly as much. I'm, I'm thinking, man, we're going to get out there, and I'm going to set up my tripod and do some glassing. Nope. I mean, you're coming around bends, and it can happen fast, as oh, we yeah. saw with that first hog and even even that other group yeah. of hogs. But yeah. the sign back there, it's night and day from up here. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw some. We could see where they were rutting stuff up. Like, the first – the day before the season opened, we hiked, hiked yeah. through the woods down there, and there was some sign. But we found some wallows back there that 
you could fit two trucks inside of the wallow and still have four feet of dirt on each side where they just tore everything up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to talk about this. We hike in first thing this morning. (laughs) On the drive over to where we hiked in, I'm like, Jordan, I knew I was going to be hunting with you. So I was like, Jordan, do you have toilet paper? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's right there in the truck. Okay, sweet. (laughs) We get, what, three miles in, two and a half miles in? Dan, you know what I forgot? No, don't (laughs) say it. Do not say it. Toilet paper. I'm like, you got to be kidding. Well, we're sitting there, and we see a bunch of other headlights coming down the path, and (laughs) you're like, we're waiting, and I'm asking these guys if they got toilet paper because I got to go now. Yeah, of course y'all were like, oh, no, you're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think Billy was like, you you don't have balls, man. You're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. These guys come up, and it turns out they were actually the guys yeah. that you gave hogs two years back. Yeah. So that was – I mean, it's cool to see, like, people year after year at a camp, and they're from out of state too. You said they're from Wisconsin. Yep. But you're like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, you're the guys that gave us the hogs. Yeah, we are. Hey, I've got a question for anybody. <laughs> Does anybody have toilet paper? Those suckers are about to charge us for it. Yeah. They're like, this is gold back here. <laughs> but we got, well, you got some. And then they're like, anybody else? And we're all like, no, we're good. And they said, are you sure? And I'm glad they said, are you sure? Because I ended up taking some on the second offer and I needed it quick. But man, it, it's just a cool place. It's oh, a yeah. cool event. What are you guys hoping for for the future with Hunts for Heroes? I would like to see and have a hunt for every season there is and then have it spread out all throughout other sections of the United States. I would like to do like either elk in Colorado or Utah or something and uh, keep the whitetail in Kentucky and of course the hogs down here and then uh, i've been working on some ibec and bighorn uh, desert bighorn sheep dang um and then florida working on python and uh iguana hunt and louisiana working on uh alligator hunt all right guys i need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that i've been using for quite a while now it's called bull elk beard oil If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great, so now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now I need to tell you, I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months, and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy and he makes an amazing product. So go check out bullelkbeardoil.com and be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC and get 20% off your order. Of course, I've been working. He deals with that, and then I get over there and deal with the waterfowl. So I've been trying to work on some waterfowl hunts. 
because that's my that's my baby. It's waterfowl. I love waterfowl. I actually forgot to tell you something, Jordan. <laughs> I may have secured us a waterfowl hunt in one of the Dakotas. Oh, nice. Dang. Nice. Man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> what uh, what will that look like for you guys? I mean, are you planning on being at each hunt, or do you think it's going to be, you know, you hope to bring people on board that can help out and take over and host? We pretty much, this is our baby, yeah. so me and Jordan pretty much run the whole baby. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at every hunt, unless something major happens where one of us can't, then there'll always be one of us here. Um, if not, uh, some of the other guys that come, they know they know how it rolls down here, so they know the area, and they'll walk the guys through. Because every year we're having new guys come, so that's why we hope to be down here every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we really enjoy it. Uh, we have six or seven board members yeah. besides us. Nice. And uh, so if we can't make it, usually there's always board members there. Uh, like Keith, he's a board member, and but unfortunately, he's slipped and fell on the ice and hurt his back, so he won't be here until Friday. Oh man! And of course, you got Scott Ta- Tabor, the guy that this hunts after. Um, he couldn't make it because truck. So he's. I just got off the phone with him earlier before all this, and he was like, "Man, I'm so mad. It aggravates me every second." <laughs> And then I was like, so, yeah, we saw seven hogs. And he goes, oh, you're making me so mad. <laughs> do, do you guys know what FOMO is? If I said FOMO, nope. do you know what that means? I didn't know what it meant either. My my wife used it. She's trying to be hip and cool. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, fear of missing out. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, I can totally relate to that. When my buddies are out hunting, I definitely have FOMO. <laughs> and she's like, okay, okay, now you know what it means. Well, we, uh, yeah, anytime my buddies go on a hunt, like this year, they were back in, in Missouri, whitetail deer hunting. I went out to Colorado. Well, I missed the whitetail rut. And that is, like, something I have never done. <laughs> and they were sending me pictures telling me what deer they saw. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. But when you're looking forward to a hunt like this and then all of a sudden something mm-hmm. happens like with a truck, dude, that's got to be devastating. Well, see, we were going to have the hog hunt last year. But um, my wife was pregnant and it just – my wife was pregnant, and at the same time that the hunt was coming up was her due date. So Jordan was going to be down here by himself, and I was going to have to miss out. Well, then something came up, and we just had to cancel it all together. Oh, man. Yeah, usually we just don't want to go just one guy coming down here because, like he said, this is our baby. Yeah. So we like to split up when we do the buddy program. So if he's not down here, I really can't do it on my own. Yeah, I've got to have that other person here. Yeah, I can I can see it'd be it'd be rough coming out here and trying to figure out your way by yourself. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I think for the most part today we had cell service. Mm-hmm. But dude, the swamps, all the different roads. I mean, that one spot we got back to, there was like a grid and it was probably I don't know, what would you say, a thousand yard or well, a couple hundred yards yeah. by a couple hundred yard grid and there were 
10 of them back there. Like, you take one turn mm-hmm. or forget which one you took, you can be out there for a long time. Well, you saw what happened to me. I, I had to stay in camp tonight because when we tipped off, when we saw that big hog, it, I, I don't know what I stepped in, but tweaked my knee and I was down for the. But I got to get ready for the 3 o'clock in the morning, so it's going to be a great hunt in the morning. Dude, I will say, if we get back in there and we get into those hogs, that's going to be a full day of just back and forth oh, yeah. dragging hogs out because that's a, that's a long it's trek. It's about an eight-mile, nine-mile trek back there. Yeah. And then all the way back. And you're you're that muddy, the mud, what you're talking about, that is, it just stays on your boots. So it weighs down your boots 100 pounds yeah. on each foot. The... There's got to be a local name for it that's just something terrible because that stuff, I've never stepped in anything <laughs> yeah. that sticky. I mean, like, you'll you'll be two inches taller after walking through that for 10 feet. And it just it's like when you pack a snowball or try to make a snowman and you roll it and it just builds and builds. Mm-hmm. That just happened over and over. I bet you my feet hurt just as bad from trying to scrape mud off of them as they do oh, from yeah. the hike itself. I was yeah. out of my boots when we got out of the truck. I was like, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. guys you guys might have to do a second whitetail trip. Oh yeah. And start doing one down here because holy cow. That's what we were talking deer. about here. I was like, um, I want to do a whitetail. Yeah, and it's draw hunt whitetail down here. So we try and stick to public land and then we try and stick to the public land that's open for seasons. Like this is like this has a hog season, so it's open. There's no draw or nothing. You just show up and you hunt it. And in Kentucky, we use public land also, and there's no draw hunt and everything else. You just show up and hunt it. Yeah. And so we try and stay away from draw hunts just because you never know if, who's going to get drawn and if you're going to get drawn. And then you can't have a group of people. So it just makes it a little bit harder to get through these uh, draw hunts. So we try and stick a, stay away from them. Maybe you just got to do like an elite member, <laughs> a gold card. Uh, speaking of that, how do you guys how do you guys select people to come out here to hunt? So we on our Facebook we do um, we do have like questions that you have to ask whether you're first responder, military, any anything. Um, of course, we scan through that almost every day. We're having somebody contact us, or they'll just randomly contact us on because Instagram or TikTok or anything. They'll message me or Justin. And we screen them. We have a screening process because we were having the problem where we're just having everybody get in there. And we're like, oh, no, this is not what we do. Um, we want to put all these uh, answers. Then you can join the group. Of course, it it makes us have to approve it. So yeah, yeah, we vet everybody that comes into the group, and then for each hunt, we just post the dates of the hunt, and anybody that sh- that wants to come can come. Yeah, that's we cool. don't, we have no limit on hunters, and or how big the camp is going to be. Uh, we've had as many as thirteen people mm-hmm. on this hunt, and we've had as little as five. Yeah, the. Uh I mean, it's a cool area. You can definitely branch out to have way, I mean, a oh, ton yeah. of people if if it needed it. And even with all the different people that we saw today, 
there's so much ground out here. I think, what did you say? It was like 20,000 acres or something like that? Yeah, it's just shy of 20,000. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be awesome to get like 30 or 40 people out here one time and just clean house on hogs. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, I mean, it, at least it's more help dragging hogs out. Uh-huh. Right. And, and me, it's not um, – I hunted with Terry today, and it's like I told him – I said, the first hog we see, he's going to get the first shot. Because me, it's just about being out there and enjoying myself. Whether I kill or not, it doesn't matter to me. But I really, you know, when when you're new and we hunt with the buddy system and they've never hunted here before, I usually try and let them get the first shot. Yeah, that would have that been the same with us out there. I'd have been like, I wasn't going to take a shot on that big hog. Billy and you would have had that that one group we probably all could have shot yeah i may have just been like oh, i'm gonna step back let those guys take care of that um we'd rather do that than us because we've been down here and shot them so it's not a big deal for us because that in 19 that was our first time shooting hogs down here so but yeah the new ones that are coming down they're gonna get that first shot of that hog it won't it won't be any of us yeah um it's just the right thing to do. I I would have had a tough time shooting those hogs today because <laughs> that was the other thing I asked you about. I'm like, man, you know, how, how far of a shot should I be expecting? Oh, man, you know, we might get up close and personal on these things, like inside 40 yards. And so I'm like, I, I got this new shotgun. I've got buckshot. <laughs> I'm going to bring that sucker out, and I'll clean up any of the smaller ones, and you guys can shoot the bigger ones with the AR. And then we get in there, and I'm like, I brought the, I brought the wrong weapon. <laughs> so tomorrow, luckily, Billy's got an extra AR, and uh, so does Alex. And so hopefully, yeah, I'll carry one of those. I've out. got an extra AR ten with me. Which, nice. Which we we usually are. So like out there where we went, I didn't know that it was open. So I'm we're always hunting in the woods, and we're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be close shots. Not out there. It's long shots. Yeah, you can really set up. I mean, if there's people that enjoy long-range shooting, there are some lanes out there that are probably a 1,000 yards long. I know one year I hunted a lane, and I had 823 yards on one side of me, and I had another 450-something yards on the other side of me. Jeez. And then I had 300-something yards in front of me. That is, yeah. I That would be so much fun to just get set up, especially if you had, like, a suppressed system. Yeah. And you could be, (laughs) imagine dropping pigs at 800 yards and they've got (laughs) no idea what's going on. Oh, that'd be a good time. Well, uh, we're probably going to wrap this episode up because we have an early day tomorrow. (laughs) This morning we were up at 4, left by 4.30, and got to hiking that (laughs) first five miles. Uh, pretty quickly tomorrow are we are we doing three i think everybody decided on four oh, again so we're gonna go four again yeah i think that's what everybody I've said i've never we been so four. excited to wake up at 4 a.m <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better than three <laughs> yeah you guys i mean leading up to this last night everybody was pretty comfortable before oh, yeah. i got here <laughs> i got down here all I heard was complaining from you Kentucky boys about the cold. <laughs> it was cold. We weren't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we learned our lesson in 18 when we came down here. We set up 
And we were like, oh, we're going to bring warm clothes. It's going to be warm, 90-degree weather. No. That first night, it went from 90 to 28, and we are like, oh, gosh, it's cold. That's what it did this time. Yeah, it got down to 16 degrees, and we just did not have the equipment. We had no heaters, barely had warm enough sleeping bags, and we didn't even, that first night, we didn't even set up tent. We slept on that concrete pad. Oh, man. And out in the open, so, and we just, we got there late and didn't have time to set up camp, so we just kind of roughed it out, and that was probably the worst decision. <laughs> yeah, the one person that brought the heater was Billy, so he's like rubbing it in all of our faces. Oh, man, it's so warm in this tent. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting over here cold. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I slept in the tent, yeah. in your tent, the first night, and then we moved, so this, this, area this camping area doesn't actually open up until the day before mm-hmm. and so you guys camp somewhere else get get stuff together but then we came out here coyotes yeah, yeah they're getting it oh yeah those stinking coyotes man i'm <laughs> dude we saw so many tracks today oh, yeah but um but yeah so you guys camp in a different spot and then you pack up and come over here um the day before season so this was our first year to do that Usually when we get down here, we can get right in here. Yeah, this year they had an e-postcard hunt for fair-burying animals and trappers. Nice. And it backed right up against the hog hunt. Oh, dang. And so they closed the WMA for that season. And the WMA didn't open until the very last day of their e-postcard hunt, which was Monday. And then... So and we always come down early and we scout, we set up and everything else, and we usually put food plots out and so that's what we had planned this year, but then we found out last minute the WMA was going to be closed until Monday and so we just found us another secondary location and camped there. Yeah, of course he called me. He was like, uh, "We may have a problem." I'm like, <laughs> "Don't tell me that." He goes. We can't camp on the WA. I'm like, what? I was like, we'll go to the campground. He's like, no, give me just a little bit. I think we're going to go to another WMA called Gus Engling, which we can't do any hunting over there. But we're like, oh, okay, let's see what that is, and we'll go from there. And then he was like, well, I don't know when the WMA is going to open. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> we got so many people coming down. <laughs> and, uh, like, he goes, oh, well, it opens the day before. I'm like, okay, good. And get in there, set up camp, scout a little bit, and then just start hammering them come that Tuesday. Yeah. But, yeah, he, uh, we, we about had a uh-oh moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all worked out. We oh, got yeah. set up. We've got a sweet camp set up, and I give you guys a hard time about not braving the cold weather. I bought a space heater. I'm sleeping <laughs> in the bed of my truck. That thing is toasty warm. But um, for for people that want to find you guys on social media or reach out and become part of Hunts for Heroes, how can how can they go about doing that? We have a Facebook group. It's uh, Hunts for Heroes Outfitters, and we're on Facebook. You can find us on there. And then Jordan will have to tell you about the TikTok and all that. I, it's too much work yeah. for me. <laughs> so we're on TikTok. We're Hunts for Heroes Outfitters uh, on there and Instagram. Um you can message us on there. We post videos, funny videos, and stuff like that. And then Instagram, you can message us on there too. 
That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me down for this. It really is. I mean, we I had a blast before we ever got to hunt. <laughs> we were here for two days hanging out, and that was that was enough for me. But then on top of that, getting to get out and hike eight miles in my yeah. muck boots. I was getting you <laughs> excited before we even came down here. I was, I'd call you and be like, hey, you ready? <laughs> oh, man, we talked and talked and talked, and, I mean, I was I was gearing up. I, I couldn't wait to get down here, and I kept telling my buddies, and they're like, wait, you're hog hunting in Texas? Where are you going? <laughs> I'm like, can't tell you. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this is awesome. Hopefully tomorrow our luck turns around a little bit. Hopefully your knee can – I know. Can hold up a little bit and get it wrapped up, get some yep. compression on it, but it's going to be fun either way. Oh, yeah. So thanks, guys. Welcome. Thank you. And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. Man, I had so much fun hanging out with these guys, and I've got to share the story of how the hunt ended. Okay, so it's the last night of the hunt. We're hanging out. We make a game plan. We're like, listen, we're going to go out tonight. Uh, right before dark we're going to set up in all these different places I still hadn't decided yet what I wanted to do but to paint a picture there's a slough that goes for like a quarter mile back into the woods Justin say is on the east side of it Alex is directly across from him on the west side of it and then to the north northwest is Jordan and Billy I decide to walk way past the end of the slough to the south end and I'm walking all over the place. I see possums, thousands of ducks. I find eggs that I think are from an alligator, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyways, I'm walking back and I, I text the guys. I'm like, hey, just a heads up. I'm walking back toward Justin. And as I'm walking back, getting closer to him, I hear a ruckus in the, in the timber or in this patch of thick stuff. And two deer kick out but it sounded like a lot more than that so i was like man there might have been something else that kicked out of there because it was a perfect bedding area a little while later i hear justin shoot and then shoot again and again so i'm jogging over to him at this point wanting to see what he shot i said did you hit it he's like i definitely hit it i'm like where is it and he's like it swam across the slough so this pig swam 200 yards across the slough and justin's like dude it was big it was huge it's every bit of 300 pounds and it swims straight across the slough towards Alex. Now, Alex is watching because he heard the shots, looked across the slough, and sees this pig swimming towards him. So he gets set up with his AR. It comes out of the water. He shoots it multiple times. One of the shots drop it. Well, then it gets back up on its front legs and is trying to walk just on its front legs. It falls over again. So he leans his AR against the tree and walks over with the pistol, trying to kill it quickly, as humane as possible. Well, this pig stands back up on all fours and comes after him. So at this point, me and Justin are talking. He's like, dude, he needs our help. The pig's attacking him. It's attacking him. Alex is running backwards with his 1911 10 millimeter drawn on this pig, unloads an entire clip. And this pig is literally three feet from him. Justin can see the whole thing. I can see the muzzle flashes. And then we hear him yelling that he needs help, that he's out of ammo. And now the pig is in between him and his AR. He's fully out of ammo in his pistol. This whole time, Jordan and Billy are sprinting over towards him. They get over there, they shoot it multiple times, and the pig turns toward Jordan and charges him. So now Jordan starts shooting his pistol and ends up dropping it. The pig was definitely 300, maybe, maybe over. And 
it was just an insane night like an insane end to an awesome week of hunting with these guys i would encourage anybody go check them out they put on awesome events they do this trip every year and if you become part of the group um that you can you can come join us on the hunt it's something that i'm going to look forward to every year moving forward and hopefully i can connect with some of you guys at it next year so if you're a first responder or a service member or family of uh one of the above go check them out show some support check out their products and definitely try to connect with them on a future event so man that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed sharing a story there at the end and i think i'm gonna have to start doing more stories as outros but until next time guys Always choose adventure and God bless.